Welcome to the Sermon B-Side Podcast, a podcast of Liberty Church in the Harrisburg region of Central Pennsylvania. Sermon B-Side is designed to be a resource to answer your questions and to go deeper into the conversation started by each week's sermon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week on the Liberty B-Side Podcast. My name is Steve King. Alongside me is Greg Kabakshian. Greg, happy Monday. Welcome to the B-Side Podcast. Thanks, Steve. It's good to be here. Yeah, you are here today because you preached yesterday. Uh, thanks for leading us um, in our teaching time yesterday in the service, continuing our series in 1 John. Um, take us through the sermon. Let's just jump right in. We had a question that yep. came in. Well, let's jump in. Give us the recap of your sermon from yesterday. So yesterday we were in 1 John 3, verses 19 to 24. And John's big point, what he's concerned to do in those um, verses is to reassure Christians that they are Christians and point them to a place that they can look when they're doubting whether they are or not. And so he says, basically, look three places, look in, look out, and look up. Look in to see the internal workings of the Holy Spirit in your own heart and life. Look out to see your increased trajectory of love um, for your Christian brothers and sisters and finally, like, look up. So he has this awesome line when he's, where he says that um, if, our, if our heart does condemn us, God is greater than our heart. So we look up to the cross of Christ when our heart does condemn us, um, because that's where our assurance is anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Good sermon. Um, hey, I think we have a range of people, range of listeners on the show. Some probably um, don't pick up on it, don't really care that much. They flow through it. Some probably love the banter that Matt and I are often prone to engage in for the first 90 seconds of the show. Some people probably hate the banter that we engage in. Which, which category are you in? I am, I'm firmly in the hate category. Firmly in the hate the banter. <laughs> That's great. So I wanted to actually, but we didn't banter at all today. We went right into it. Um, I need to create some context for the only piece of banter I have, which I did get an email. We got, we got questions that come in for the B-Side podcast, right? Most, most weeks anyway. And uh, this person did not have a question. They just wrote in the title to the email was, is this spiritual progress? Question mark. And the person's and the person's email said at Greg's first mention of Hadaway's what is love? I immediately had feelings of forgiveness toward him. So your reference to what is love um, for anyone who, who has no idea we're talking about, Greg, catch us up. You wove that in there. We were just talking about defining love and defining biblical love, and we, we asked the question, what is love? Yeah. Baby, don't hurt me. And then you said, baby, don't hurt me. I was I was uh, watching from home yesterday. I was home with some sick kiddos, watching from home, saw that on this on the, in the sermon, and I think, did you have someone clap? You said, don't clap for that. That was a terrible joke. Yes, multiple people clapped. Multiple people clapped. Okay, so they loved it. They loved the joke. Yes, I, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I well, think mainly Jordan Poor liked it a lot. Okay, there you go. So. There you go. Well, this this person who wrote in, he, he has forgiveness toward you. I don't know if it's because of the song or because of the cheesy joke or maybe all of it, but there you go. You are forgiven. Thank you. It's okay. got to be forgiven. We did have one real question come in. Okay. This questioner asked, uh, and it was kind of referencing the Bible study questions. Right, so for listeners, we have Bible study questions each week. I'm sure you're tracking along with those of your Bible studies. You had some questions you created to kind of help our Bible studies lead, kind of walk through and reflect on the, the sermon. And your third question was, uh, you know, for our Bible studies, how have you seen an increase of obedience to Christ and His commands 
in the lives of people in your Bible study. Mm-hmm. Maybe just let me frame it real quick before we get to the questioner. That was the question you, you're asking for a Bible study. Why is that a meaningful question? I'll read it again. How have you seen an increase of obedience to Christ and his commands in the lives of people in your Bible study, particularly in how they love? Why was that a question you want our Bible studies to think about this week? Um, that was something that I wanted the Bible studies to think about because I think I said in the in the question, like assurance of salvation is a group project. There are no lone wolf Christians. And so we should be constantly assuring and reassuring one another of the good things that we see in other people's lives. Um, especially when so often, um, if I can get down on myself, like maybe someone has a personality that is just prone to a sort of spiritual melancholy, they can easily begin thinking that, man, I, I've just made no spiritual progress. Um, I feel like I'm messing up in the same ways with the same sins, struggling for decades. And at those times, they need other people that can actually, in those moments, see their life better than they can see it because they're so um, overwhelmed with guilt or shame or whatever it may be that they need people from the outside to say, actually, look at this. Mm -hmm. You're not seeing your own life clearly. Let me encourage you. You are a Christian, and I see it in your life in these ways. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So here's the question that came in then. Uh, So we can go a little bit deeper on this and kind of make a connection here. So this person asked, with regard um, to this looking out, right? Because that was your second point of the sermon, right? That's even what's at the heart of this question for Bible studies. Be encouraged by looking out. Um, With regard to looking out to see an increase of obedience in our lives and the lives of others, how do we do that effectively uh, without putting too much emphasis on thinking that obedience is only something that's visible um, and public as opposed to something that's private. So this idea of obedience in the, in, in the long direction or, you know, uh, Eugene Peterson's quote there, right? Long, long obedience in the same direction. How, if we're able to look outside and see others and see the work of the spirit in their life or have people encourage us about the work of the spirit in our life, that's visible to them. How do we do that? Well, but also not become unconsciously or um, accidentally too, em- too emphasize too much, just that what's just visible. So we can start comparing ourselves and start trying to act a- and behave a certain way without the real work being done inside our heart. How do we yeah. stay away from that error? There are probably more answers to this than the ones I have, but two things that I think that we can recognize and then live by that kind of guard from that error. The first would be, realizing that looking out to our and other people's deeds of like good works and obedience to Christ's commands, um, seeing those things is looking in. Like Jesus talks about how bad trees don't bear good fruit. And so by looking out to the good fruit of others, we're, we're simultaneously, we're actually also looking in. Um, that is where our good deeds flow from our heart. Mm-hmm. And they tell us things about the state of our heart. So these two things are inextricably connected by looking out. I think we are also looking in. And the second thing would be to recognize that assurance of salvation and sanctification is a, uh, is a diamond. So it um, not in that it's rare because I think like it is healthy for normal Christians to have assurance, but it's a diamond in the sense that it is multifaceted. And we don't want to overemphasize one of those facets to the exclusion of another. And so John only listed three ways uh, that we can 
know that we're Christians here. Throughout the New Testament, there are dozens of other tests. Mm -hmm. And so when one test becomes the exclusive metric for whether or not you're a Christian, that's unhealthy. Um, and, And we have to recognize that there are all kinds of other ways that we recognize our Christianity. We feel the Holy Spirit. We recognize um, an increasing sensitivity to sin over time. Um, we, we recognize that we love others well, all, all kinds of different ways. And so we shouldn't, re- we shouldn't emphasize one to the exclusion of the others. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that's helpful. It's a good calibration. And, and I think we're prone, you know, maybe it's like a, like a social commentary. We're prone to, find errors. We're prone to actually overemphasize uh, one thing to the, uh, to the dismay and, and disregard of another thing, uh, probably consistently in our lives. That probably, probably happens in a lot of areas of our lives, and it certainly can happen when it comes to our underst- understanding of the Spirit in our lives, our assurance, the, the celebration of the Spirit working in other people's lives, seeing obedience, having people compliment us for our own obedience or encourage us in, our, in obedience. Um, all these things can be done um, in a way that's out of balance sometimes. And it's important for us to recognize that there's a lot of obedience that we, we, um, are committed to or need to be committed to individually that a lot of people don't oftentimes see, um, or don't see until it becomes, uh, visible. Obviously that's why they can see it because visible, but like that fruit is the product of a long period of time where not just days, not just weeks, sometimes years and years of, um, of trying to strive and to walk in, in, in godly obedience that only produces a fruit or a visible action at some point. Um, and I'd encourage us to, you know, to then in relationship, be able to go deeper to learn where the obedience started. Yeah. Um, that's probably, there's probably a lot of really great stories out there and instructive stories for all of us um, to see because oftentimes that, that moment of obedience that we can celebrate and see, a lot of times it can have been started years ago. And sometimes it's birthed out of uh, hardship and, and, and pain or suffering um, or a renewed sense of who God is and a greater understanding of, of the world that we're living in and, and overcoming sin. And um, so there's probably a lot more attached to it than just visibly seeing something and saying, hey, you're doing a good job with that. It's like actually go go underneath there and learn more about it with each other as to why that person is being obedient, where they've struggled to be obedient. Cause that's something that's also common for us. It's not just a constant obedience. That's always getting better and better and better without, without interruptions or obstacles. So, right. Thanks for that. Yeah. Thanks for the, the, the some clarification there. Thanks for the questions that you, you asked. If um, the other two questions, I was the same. So we will read them here. The first was, do you ever question whether or not your faith is genuine? What helps you in those times? Um, and the other question was, do you see an increase in love in your own life uh, or an experience with the Holy Spirit? So good questions for our Bible studies to be uh, walking through this week as they continue to apply the, the teachings from yesterday's sermon. So, Greg, thanks for teaching yesterday. Any final words for our community as we kind of head into this new week? No. No new words. No banter. No banter. No banter. I, I, have, I have some interesting facts. You want some facts? What are the interesting facts? I mean, I mean, how would I possibly say no to this yeah. now? No, thanks. We'll move on. So as I like did a, I did a study of Christian assurance through the ages okay. in terms of like um, what different Christians believed about whether or not you could be certain about your salvation, and it's okay. fascinating. Okay, um, like uh, one of the biggest like 
disagreements during the period of the Reformation was actually about certainty of salvation. Sure. How the, the epistemological ability that the Christian has to be able to know whether or not they're actually saved. And so Bellarmine, who was a, um, he, he was an Italian Catholic theologian. Bellarmine is like, he was the man, um, like if you were an up and coming Protestant scholar, like you'd write your dissertation against Bellarmine. He was, okay. he was the guy. And he says that the principal heresy of Protestants is their assurance of salvation, which is fascinating. Like yeah. you'd expect it to be the instrumental cause of justification being faith or sure. like the reformation um, of, of, of the Eucharist or something like that even. But he says the principal heresy is assurance. Sure. And then Trent, the Council of Trent comes along and, and condemns um, – Protestants who say that they can be assured of their salvation. Um, and so this is a, it's a fascinating like divide there. If you go back earlier into the middle ages, you have like Aquinas taking a little bit of a more measured approach with assurance, um, saying that it was possible, but, but basically just for like mature Christians. Yep. Um, so it was fascinating to me because when I just read first John, it seems like it's pretty clear that he wants Christians all, all healthy Christians to be able to have this assurance. Yeah, to be assured. Um, and so it's, it's just fascinating to me what has happened to that doctrine throughout the ages and how in, in the Reformation we were actually able to recover it. Um, some people have even called like the Reformation is the, the rekindling, the rediscovery of certainty, mm-hmm. which is just a fascinating little historical take. There you go. No banter, straight facts. From Greg Kabachan. Greg, thanks for joining us on the B-Side this week. Thanks, everyone, for joining, listening in. Enjoy the rest of the week. We will see you for worship on Sunday. We'll continue. No, we won't continue, right, in our sermon series in 1 John uh, because we have a standalone sermon. Is that right? That Upcoming. Right. Standalone sermon. Ben Bechtel will be um, up front uh, preaching for us this week. I hope you're preaching from the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, so we look forward to having Ben Bechtel here. Um, he, of course, will be a planting Midtown Community Church. Greg, you'll be joining him, and you guys will be planting this church and starting 2024. The work, obviously, is very much underway. If you're with us in the service yesterday, you heard a lot about MCC and the work being done there and the fundraising campaign that was announced yesterday that we're in now for the next six or seven weeks. Um, so Ben will be with here on be with us uh, on Sunday. We look forward to hearing him preach, and we'll see you then. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Sermon B-Side podcast. For more resources and information about our church, visit www.LibertyHarrisburg.org. That's Liberty with an I, Harrisburg.org.